I could be standing in the field and he still ain't in the field. Welcome to another episode in the field podcast. Yeah, talk to him, Weezy. Mama said, God took his time when he made me. Safety. I'm on a diet, on a diet from the fake beef. Cause in my eyes, all that I see is dead meat. Mama said God took his time when he made me. Yeah, another episode in the field podcast. Could be standing in the field and he still ain't in the field. Yes, sir. I'm your host, Marcus, aka MOB, aka MB, aka MB4, aka OB, aka Papa of Two. Uh, that's all I got for y'all today. But um, hope everybody feeling good out there today. Um, my co-host Dion is not with me. Shout out to my brother. Uh, we gonna get it in. We got some some real good episodes and some good content coming up for you guys soon, man. But um, today today we have my one of my favorite quarterbacks that I ever played for. Uh, somebody that can really throw that football, man, and is a leader on and off the field. Uh, my young brother, Antonio Pipkin, um, of the Edmonton um, Eskimos, I believe, up there in uh, in, in, in Canada. Um, I believe he plays for the Edmonton Eskimos. Yes, he do. Um, the Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, he was also with Montreal as well and the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, so, yeah, man, definitely looking forward to this episode. Chop it up with my bro. Um, it's been a minute since we actually talked and really just, you know, reconnected and and um, had an overall conversation. So uh, real interested, man, and real, real intrigued to talk to my young brother, um, Antonio Pipkin, Gary, Indiana Zone, you know. <laughs> A lot of people didn't like the Carter Five, but I thought it was all right. You know, here you go, getting ready to bring him in. Pipkin. Hey. Connecting the audio. Mic check, mic check, mic check. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. My man Antonio Pipkin in the building. How you feeling, my brother? I can't complain, man. Can't complain. Really appreciate you, bro. Uh, hopping on here with me, man. Um, I know we were talking earlier um, on Twitter through DM. Um, you said you was on Central Town. So where you at? You back at the crib, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in Indiana. Okay, okay. Hey, this might be one of the dopest backgrounds that we had on the show, too. So uh, I like it. Even though it's simple, you know, it just look, it looked fancy. That's the man cave. Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Just a little basement part. Yeah. You know? A lot of deuces back there. I see them deuces. A lot of deuces back there. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, uh, first off, man, how um, how you and the family been with the quarantine, man? I know it's been kind of crazy for everybody, something that we all haven't dealt with, but um, you felt like you and the fam, y'all handled it all right? Everybody was good, healthy? Yeah, yeah. Everybody been good. Um, just staying out of the way, really, um, paying attention to what's going on and taking it serious. Uh, my fiance actually has asthma, so mm. I, t- I personally take it really serious because I don't want to. Yes, sir. Uh, 
but yeah, the family's doing well. Everybody's doing well. Um, yeah, we, we so. to to stay out of the way for the most part. So yeah, stand high in prayer and just continue to to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's all we can do for real at this point man like i said it's something that's so new and um i can imagine that that's scary man like you said your fiance first off congrats my boy got a fiance now yeah <laughs> you know it congrats, um, married, man. <laughs> right <laughs> you know it you know it um but yeah like i said so how being that you were kind of scared of that being that she had asthma was she dealing with it okay she wasn't over overly scared or she was just you was doing a good job at you know keeping her calm yeah yeah she she's um she's a strong person though so she wasn't like overly scared her biggest worry probably was her mom um mm-hmm. her mom had some underlying health issues mm-hmm. she's a healthy woman just she had some underlying health issues that she beat cancer when she was 24 26 something like that okay nope that's dope yeah like i said same with same with kind of my family so my grandmother um even though she she's old she kind of got the the trifecta with her age and her being, um, you know, battling breast cancer, it goes and she in remission and it comes back. So, um, but yeah, she's doing all right. You know, just being cooped up in the house she used to being on the go and being at the casino. So she's mad that she can't be at the casino, but um, it's wow. all good, man. Yep. Yep. But uh, I said, we, we want to kick it off, man. Like I said, this podcast is mainly about um, sports and music, but also being that I know a lot of people, um, that's doing things not that they're done playing or that they're still playing. You are you probably one of the ones I think that I know that's still that's still actively playing. My boy Carl is a free agent right now in the NFL. But um, like I said, just giving a platform, man, to people that's doing doing big things and really just want to uh, reintroduce each other to each other because I feel like you know we talked and we know each other, but we ain't really open up and have like a you know a full out conversation. So I thought it'd be dope for people to you know. Um, get to know Pip, know your background, where you came from, how you fell in love with football, um, the whole nine, man. So thinking back to the first memory you had um, of football, what stands out to you? I know you did basketball as well. We'll get to that. But um, what was that first memory that stood out to you for football? Uh, first football memory had to be my first football game ever. Uh, I had been yeah. begging my mom to play for two years. I was seven when I first started asking her to play. She kept telling me no, kept telling me no. And I turned nine, and uh, she finally let me play. She signed me up. Um, I was a super, super late registered <laughs> guy. Uh, missed every single practice. Mm. Um, I, I signed up the weekend before the first game. Um, so I get to the first game, and I don't know, maybe it was a blessing, but I get to the first game, and coach, I'm the first kid there. Uh, coach was like, man, can you throw the ball? And I had been playing baseball all my life since I was three. And I'm like, yeah, I can throw the ball. So he gave me the football. We play catch. And he was like, man, you just saved our life. You're our quarterback. <laughs> I'm like, dope. Like, right. I, from my first memories, like, I wanted to play quarterback anyway because at that point in my life, um, I was living in Indianapolis. So I used to love watch, watching the Colts and Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I want to play quarterback. First game, um, that was the go-to. I'm, I'm playing quarterback now. I get my pads and everything. Never took a hit before in my life from a football player, none of that. And I get on the football field, the very first play coach was like, we're running quarterback sneak. <laughs> As I'm older, I'm like, why are we running quarterback sneak? Right. 
from the opposite 20. <laughs> right. Where are we going to go? Yeah, right out the gate. <laughs> yeah, but, but it worked out, man. We ran a quarterback sneak the first play, and I scored that thing 80 yards right up the gut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> scored that thing. It has been a, that was the first play every game that, mm. that whole year, and it's been it's been history ever since. I've been loving the position, loving the game. Mm, that's crazy, man. Well, first off, shout out to Mom Dukes for allowing you to finally for her to cave in and be like, all right, I'm gonna let my baby boy play football. Yep. And then shout out to her again and you for being the first kid there <laughs> for the coach to be like, yo, let's play catch. Cause like, who knows what would have happened? That's crazy. Like, was there was there a quarterback on the team that you like that was that you were aware of, or like you just coaching had no game plan at all? Uh when I think about it, I didn't know any of my teammates until I got there. Uh, I didn't have my friends that were at school playing. They were on other teams. So I didn't know any of my teammates or nothing. And I personally, I think maybe they didn't have a quarterback because nobody was like mad that I was at Not quarterback. You, right, right. Yeah, you know, like yeah. as kids, like if there was another guy that's been practicing quarterback and then I'm the starter on the first game, you know, kids would be mm-hmm. upset and stuff like that. Nobody was mad or anything, you know what I mean? So I'm thinking maybe maybe coach was playing quarterback in practice or something. But right. Nobody was <laughs> yeah. upset. Or they was running a wishbone option or something. <laughs> had to be something, but everybody was happy, so it worked right. out. That's dope, man. So and then just to touch on it real quick, you said you did baseball since you were three. So that was the was baseball your first sport? Basketball actually was my basketball. first basketball. I started okay. playing basketball first. Uh, I was three years old as well, but I started playing basketball first and then going after basketball season I started playing uh baseball I think I skipped okay. t-ball though I went straight to um like soft toss mm, okay I don't even I haven't heard of that baseball wasn't nowhere near close to my realm of wanting to play sports it was obviously only football basketball and track was a maybe but track was um, out of there for me I hated running <laughs> no no track uh uh, yeah, man, and that's something that I'm trying to, you know, do with my son and my daughter as well, you know, just trying to get them do something different than what, you know, my dad did, like I said, with him only pushing football. I'm pushing everything, man, gymnastics, wrestling, it don't matter. Whatever, you know, they find and calling in, it's going to be up to them. Um, but what was it about basketball, um, being that that was your first sport that you gravitated towards? Was it because it was something easy and accessible? Everybody got a ball, you can dribble outside, don't matter, or... Like, was it somebody that inspired you to do it? Um, probably, it's probably a bunch of different things, honestly. Um, if you go, if I go all the way back, my real dad, um, uh, I mean, prior, prior to him leaving, when he I found out he was actually in the NBA. Mm, so oh. I think that, that probably was just basketball might have just been in my DNA. Um, right. Being that my real father made it to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, then my first word was ball. Yeah, my son's first word was ball, too. That's funny. First word was ball. I was walking at nine months, and I was dribbling at 11 months. So I think it might have just been what it – I don't know. Maybe it was destined to, like, pick up a basketball first because that basketball coordination translates so well to every other sport. You know what I mean? Um, being able to be able to, co- be able to um, coordinate your body enough to dribble a ball, run, see everything – um, that might have just been the, the blessing in disguise to be able to play basketball first. Right. Um, and between that and having older cousins that, you know, if you wanted to go outside and run with the run with your cousins and stuff, you had to be able to play basketball. 
and right. you couldn't be the weak link. So it was either get a bucket or go in the house crying. And if I went in the house crying, I was getting put back out of the house. So mm-hmm. stay Both outside and yeah, stay outside and keep going. So yeah, that's dope, man. So being that you had the older cousins able to kind of give you that confidence and you playing with these older kids. Um, that probably did a lot for your confidence at a young age. Um, you think that helped for sure, like with uh, basketball, baseball, and ultimately football? 100%. 100% having older cousins that didn't take it easy on me. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, thinking back on it, being able to compete with them at a younger age, it was like an eye-opener that the game wasn't necessarily always about being better than a person your age. Right. It's about being better. Right. Period. Whoever you up against. Mm-hmm. So being being that like you were saying, I was I was competing against my older cousins and things like that. And then kind of being a grade ahead, like I should have been a grade before a grade behind, but yeah. I was a grade ahead of my class. So it was like then having to compete against older people there, it constantly kept me in the mindset of I gotta not just be better than, you know, I'm ten. I can't just be better than every ten year old. I got to be better than every 12 and 13 year old too. I got to put the work in and be better than, than them as well. If I want a chance. Right. Right. And um, what was that age group between, between like you and, and the older cousins, like the age gap, I mean, age gap. Uh, let's see my, co- I'm 95. They were 92, 91, 90. About, about my age. Now. About three to five year. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's dope, man. Like I said, that having, having, being able to see that, um, you know, that is the difference between two kids that either by themselves or they got older cousins, older brothers, but they're not pushing them how they're supposed to be pushing them if they want to be great. Um, so that's what's up, man, that they were able to do that and help instill that confidence in you and translate it to, like I said, all three sports. Now, being that you did all these three sports, when did you, I guess, realize like, all right, I need to focus on one or I need to cut one out? Like which one of those sports, I guess, did you um, – make that decision with first? Uh, believe it or not, in high school, after my freshman year, I tried to cut out basketball. Cause mm. I, was, I was pretty good. I was really good at all of them. Mm-hmm. But I played varsity baseball and football my freshman year. I played JV basketball my freshman year. Mm. I'm like, well, I, plus my high school team was extremely good. <laughs> right. Good. I was gonna, I played, that's the next question. They, they played together since they were kids, you know I mean? We won a state championship that year and everything. So uh, I played JV, so I'm like, okay, I want to go play in the NFL or play professional football, so maybe I'll just cut basketball. So I stopped. Um, I didn't go to the first basketball practice, didn't go the first week. Basketball coach kept coming to the school, kept calling my mom, telling me, you know, he not done playing basketball. And then I kept telling him I'm, I'm done. Then the second week of practice came up, and I went home after school, and he was outside my house. Mm. And he pretty much just talked me into going back to practice. So I went to practice, and I'm like, man, I can't. After I went to practice and played again, I'm like, I can't stop playing basketball. So I kept playing all of them. And then college came, and – Still didn't stop playing. I yeah, like, <laughs> right. You for sure. I thought that was going to be it, but I ended up playing two sports there too. And after for sure second year of college, I'm like, all right, the yeah. toll is taken on my body to be able to go two practices for football, 
uh, weight to a basketball, impact to a basketball. It's like, all right, I'm destroying my body faster than I'm right. Right. So pretty much your whole high school career, you said you did all three. Yeah. And all three were all three teams in high school were good football, basketball, and baseball. Uh, no, not at all. Uh, <laughs> basketball team, we were we were good. We won. Oh, yeah, yeah, y'all won the state. Yep. Won, won state championships. Um, got two rings. We lost once. Um, then the year after I left high school, they went back. So in five years, they powerhouse there. Four times, yeah, we're powerhouse of basketball. We played a nationally ranked schedule. Played all the best basketball players. And then in football, we were a, a growing program. Um, our first graduating class from high school was 2010. So we were a fairly new high school. And mm. uh, we had athletes on the football field. But we didn't have any discipline. Mm. So my, fresh, my freshman year, we weren't, like I said, we had athletes, but we weren't the best. But as the years went on, by the time I left high school, you know, we had built something there in terms of, that's, that's, this is the standard that Bowman football will be known for. Mm-hmm. We started to win some games, you know, make some runs in the playoffs. And in baseball, um, we had the athletes we just never put together. It was a mixture of a lot of things. We never we had some baseball players, but we never was able to put together um, a, 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 a unit. Yeah, like a core unit or something yeah, like that. Yeah. We never had a culture for baseball. So, like, some mm-hmm. games we had to cancel because we – Everybody wouldn't show up for the game. Or, wow. you know, other high school teams in baseball, you know, these guys playing 30 games. Right. We got 12 on the schedule. <laughs> and two of them got rained out. One of them we didn't have enough players. Right. We just played eight games. So it was wow. it was always a battle right there for baseball. But uh, I still had a ton of fun still. Right, yeah, being that – because, like I said, that was one of your first sports and you've been playing it since you was three. So, you was definitely just doing it for the love of the sport at that point. Yeah. And probably just to stay in shape as well. Um, now, is that baseball – like, is that still the same case now with the baseball team? Uh, or, I believe my high school canceled yeah. baseball team now. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, like, I mean, with, with, with something like that, I mean, that is, would probably lean towards that way if, you know, you got a couple years of – forfeiting games and yeah, it's not showing up and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that's a bad look and definitely want to just cut all ties at that point. Um, so what's one year, I guess, in either in either sport, um, what's one year you would say was like a down year, but also, you know, taught you a lot and was a lesson um, in high school? Like I said, either, either sport. A down year, but taught me a lot. Um... I would probably say one that, that comes to my head right away is sophomore year basketball. Um, football, there was there was some times there. But sophomore year basketball taught me a, a, a big lesson um, in being humble and remaining humble. Uh, we coming off, you know, the state championship the year before. Um, we got our Indiana All-Star returned. Mind you, that whole basketball team graduated except for three players. But well, pretty much, yeah, kind of young, but right. But all of our guys were still like all of our JV players. We just moved up, and we all still had that same DNA. Right. So it was expected for us to repeat state championships, and we go in there. You know, we still playing our big schedule. Um, we lose a few games. Um, we were probably out of twenty six games. We probably won like eighteen or so. We was like 18 and 10 that year. Um, 
but here we are in the playoff run and, you know, everybody's expecting us, you know, let's go win state again. We were, especially myself. I know mm-hmm. I was expecting us to go back and win state because the culture that we developed right. there and our expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, they had this team, I don't know why they were ranked ahead of us, but they had this team ranked number one in the region. Um, Couch High School, we beat them boys by probably 50, 60 points. They in Indiana as well? Yeah. We beat them boys probably about 56. I think it was like 100 to 60 or something. We destroyed them. Um, (laughs) And they ranked ahead of y'all. And they was ranked number one. I don't – we just got a lot of disrespect early on, and we beat the the crap out of them. And we – that was like my, okay, we are going to go win state. Then we play this team, Morgan Park. Morgan Township, I'm sorry, not Morgan. We played Morgan Park in the season. Mm -hmm. Morgan Township. Morgan Township was the epitome of a discipline, do what we do best mm. basketball team. Nobody on the team taller than 6'2". We had a 6'10 guy. I'm sorry, we, we huge. Right, right. <laughs> Nobody on that team over 6'2". Mm. And they beat us and put us out. Damn. And I'm... That's the right. That's the right thing to. Because <laughs> man, when I say it broke my heart, I'm like, man, like, how did we just lose? Like, mm-hmm. we wake up that yep. basketball. That wake up call. And it just it just woke me up. Like myself, I know others. Our school students, everybody was expecting us to go win the game. Mm-hmm. Which plays a role in the good and bad thing. If you buy into it, like, yeah, we're going to go win. We just got to show up. You're going to lose. You <laughs> right. may not lose the first time, but you're going to lose. And you're going to lose. You're going to hurt. Eventually, yep. Hurt. But the expectation of we're going to win is good if you're able to work like you're not going to win. Mm-hmm. And work like you're afraid to lose. Right. Uh, one of the biggest things that I had a question during pre-draft from who, the 49ers. Um, we, have an, we have an interview. It was the first time I heard this question. And uh, he said, he say, tell me this, do you like to win or do you hate to lose? That is crazy because our what, third episode, my boy Jerry, we went to Bowling Green together. He said that exact. That was like he ended that at the end of the end of the episode. He asked. He asked that very same question, and I had never heard that question until he had asked me the question. So that's crazy. Man, he asked me that, and I I stumbled for a second because I'm like, man, I don't like to lose. Right, right. I was like, I was like, I don't like to lose, but I was like, but I think I, I think I like, I hate to lose more than I like to win. He was like. Your second answer is the answer of a competitor. He's like, but I could tell you never heard that question before. Mm. Um, he say, he say that, and then as as my years go on, um, mm-hmm. it, just, it just strikes a chord where you like, if you if you like to win, you like enjoy winning. Yeah, loss every so often is like, all right, cool. It right. don't it don't affect you the same way. Nope. If you absolutely hate losing. You will do everything in your power to avoid that feeling. Mm-hmm. And if you do lose, you'll get back. It's going to be major. It's going to be colossal. It's going to be everything, man. And I am a sore loser. Like, I hate it. I, I to, to, to every inch of me, man, I hate it. And when, 
this one I know that I was a sore loser because I was a huge Rams fan, and this one they lost to the Patriots. The first Super Bowl that the Patriots won, I was a Rams fan. I had the jersey on, everything. I'm not even a part of the team. I took that jersey off, man, and chucked that thing across the room in tears, bro. Like, I was literally in the game. Like, I'm Marshall Falk or somebody, man. I was heated. Yeah. And I think, like I said, I think from that was probably like eight or nine. From that point on, man, Uno, rock, paper, scissors don't matter, man. Like, we got to win. I, I can't lose. I mean, we got to win. Got to. So that's crazy, man, that you said that. Um, during that during that run, though, that you guys went on, um, you guys got upset, what was a team that, outside of the team that beat y'all, what was a team that, you know, gave y'all a run for your money and also kind of taught you that, yo, man, we need to work a little bit harder? Although, like I said, y'all got that talent, but like you said, y'all got to be disciplined, got to bring that work there. Uh, probably, probably in that season, we played a team called Huntington Prep. Um, Andrew Wiggins. I might heard, yeah, I think I might heard of that school. Andrew Wiggins went there, and they this team was bigger than us. And we had never heard of them, but, you know, of course, they're a prep school nationally. Right. Ranked. That is 7'3", 325-pound <laughs> Indian. What? That, that, he caught a tip dunk and didn't jump. Why he and not playing football? Man? I don't. I had no clue why he was <laughs> even on the basketball court, but it, it was serious. Um, <laughs> then they had, like, I think their shortest player was, like, 6'4". They had two point guards, the starting point guard and his backup. They both six six. They stacked. <laughs> Everybody huge. So we run out there on the court. Like I said, we were a big team. We were on the court and we midgets compared to these guys. They way more built than us. They look like a college basketball team. Everybody got stupid muscles. <laughs> right. Everybody jersey super tight. Mm-hmm. Dunking everything in the warm ups. Like we can't even dunk in warm ups. Right. Like dunking in warm ups. <laughs> And and um, we lost to them by three points. Mm. And we, at one point we were down like twenty, and uh, we clawed back. We clawed back, and we lost to them by three points. But playing that team, we had just been on a streak, um, a losing streak actually. Then mm. that was our loss, and then we went on a winning streak after that. But that game right there um, put it in put it in our heads that we gotta we gotta work. We can't live off of the past and, and the expectation of what everybody else think we're going to do because we're the ones that got to go out here and do it. Right. We got to put the work in. Every every game after that, every practice after that, we, we, turned, it, we turned it up. Um, we started the practice off. We didn't touch a basketball. We ran suicides. We yep. shot free throws until everybody made 80% as a team. Oh, y'all, Coach Carter, I see you. It was nuts. It was nuts. Some 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 practices we really didn't do anything but run suicides and shoot free throws. Right. The little things. The little things. Conditioned and them clutch moments for sure. Got um, out there and we competed. Yep. So we covered your um. Like I said the the. You said that was your sophomore year. Yeah. Um, basketball. Now, what would be um your most memorable year or your favorite year to where you was like, man, I'm. You just on top of the world, like nothing. You unstoppable. Nothing can, nothing can even come close or compete. Um, I'll, I'll switch over from basketball, um, and I'm not even gonna go with a state championship basketball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, that was it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, we did have those feelings, but I would say it would be junior year football. Um, I led the state in passing yards. It's my first year leading the state in passing yards. Oh. 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 
and we look up, and I'm not paying attention to it. My first game, throw for like 500 yards, six touchdowns. And I'm mm. like, Amazing. I'm like, wait a minute, we can do this thing. You know what I mean? Let's like, <laughs> change this culture. Second game, I ball out again, maybe three, four hundred yards. Mm. Third game, I threw for like three hundred, and you know they put the stats. I'm not sure how they, do, how they do it in Michigan, but they put the stats in the paper mm-hmm. every week of like the leaders in this region. Mm-hmm. And one of my teammates, uh, not my teammates, one of my classmates, it was a girl. She was huge football fan. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking into school. She comes smack me with the paper. <laughs> she comes slap me with the paper where she got me highlighted. And I'm at the top. And I'm like a thousand yards ahead of every passer. Amazing. Dope. <laughs> and I'm like, crushing it. Is this real? Like, right. Anybody this, else I, playing? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I thought, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not paying attention to like, I'm doing some great stuff. Yeah. 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 You just playing. I'm, Playing and I'm like not even thinking like I'm thinking maybe other guys throwing for 500 yards. Everybody throwing for 400 yards. Mm-hmm. Like this is what you got to do to win the game. Right. <laughs> and now coming when she showed me that and I'm like, next guy got 600 yards passing. I'm up here with 1400 yards passing. I'm like, right. It's yours to lose. <laughs> <laughs> This might be something, man. Let me, yeah. I might be all right at this. So, yeah, right, right. I just, I just kind of tried to um, dial in on, on focusing. Like, okay, if I, if somebody, if this, if my classmate shows me this, right, that means my teammates probably see it too. So let me refrain from a big head. Let me refrain from believing that I'm better than any of my teammates. But let me use this as motivation, like guys. Okay, you saw that, so now you see how I work in practice. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, up here on this leaderboard. You can work just as hard, if right. not harder. Now that's trickling down to the whole team. And before you know it, you know, you got guys that run through a brick wall if you ask them to. Because right. they believe you will do the same thing. You know, that was just a great mindset, and that, that put us where we needed to be in the culture. So when that, when you, when that light went off and that that switch happened for you You started to see that did you start to obviously up your up your game and all of that stuff in the weight room and in practice but like are you starting to develop your mental and watching film and you you know staying late with the coaches and is this when all of that stuff started to come into play yeah yeah that's I guess that's when I started to take initiative because my sophomore yep. year mm-hmm. um my coach um he would invite he would you know tell me I'm a I'm going to his house to watch film, you know, on Thursday nights before the game. So I was watching film with him Thursday night before the game, uh, which was cool, you know what I mean? But junior year after all of that, it's like, okay, I need to take more. Initi- hey, coach, can I come over Monday? Can I come over Saturday after the game? You know, can we can we meet at the school, you know, for the JV, after the JV play? Can we watch some more film? And just trying to pick up um, anything I could to to continue to have success in the sport, mm-hmm. continue to build the right habits. Uh, because what I what I believed in, so my mom told me when I was a kid, when I first told her I wanted to go pro was, if you want to be a pro, you got to act like a pro now. So I didn't have any pro friends or pro guys in my community that showed me the type of fight. But I just was like, I figured this is what they got to do. You know right. what I mean? My coach saying watch film, Pros must be watching film, so let me try to watch more film. Right. Um, 
If they say they never jog from station to station, let me sprint from station to station. If they're never the last ones to show up at practice, let me always be the first. I try to take initiative on all of that stuff and just just more details. So, like, were you only not just watching film of your competition, but, like, are you watching other quarterbacks, like college quarterbacks? Like, what college NFL quarterbacks were you watching at this time? Uh, I know you said Peyton because I'm saying, well, growing up, you know, being in Indy, but outside of that, though. I'm watching RG3 Big. Yeah, I think, yeah, that year, yeah, he was on, yeah, he was on fire coming up, yeah. Loved RG3. Um, I loved his swag. You know, I wore the sleeve, the glove, 7,000 wristbands. (laughs) I really probably look like a clown out there, but, you know, (laughs) it was my swag, you know what I mean? Right. Um, And I was a huge Cam Newton fan. Um, mm-hmm. I used to watch his his Blaine Community College highlights. That was actually one of my more favorite highlights was his Blaine Community College highlights because it was real raw. Mm-hmm. Didn't see the the, the sixty thousand people in the stands. Right. It was raw. It was dirty grass. The vir- the environment that um, I feel like was on that tape was the environment I was playing in. You know, we mm-hmm. didn't have a field. We broke chains at abandoned schools to practice. Wow, that's crazy. We played every game away. Great. No home games? We had one home game, homecoming, where we <laughs> had to play at a and somebody, yeah, somebody else field. Another high school field when they happened to be <laughs> away. Yeah, that's crazy. So every game was away pretty much. Um, and it was like I felt that environment. Mm-hmm. I loved his style of play. Um, I was a runner in high school. I was a passer, but, like, I was a scrambler as well. Like, right. I was a big time, not really knowing progression. Mm-hmm. So if he not open, I'm just gonna look at him, look at him, look at him, and then and then run around, run around, and launch it sixty yards. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to try to develop some some of Cam and RG3's playing ability. I'm like, these are my guys right here. That's dope, man. That those two, man. Like I said, they. Definitely came into the league on fire. Um, sad to see how RG3 career kind of went. But, I mean, you know, I guess being a quarterback, he did get hurt, too, I think, towards ACL. Um, that definitely, you know, put a delay in things. But that was some good quarterbacks to be looking at, man. And going into your senior year, I can imagine that that did wonders, you know, for you, again, going back to that confidence. Um, now, I know for me, going into my senior year and probably some of my junior year as well, I did a lot of camps. Uh, was that the same for you? Like you went, you hit a lot of football camps, or no? He's like, nope. <laughs> Absolutely not, bro. I didn't even know football. Camp. I mean, because I'm you still doing basketball. So were y'all traveling too? You did travel. Yeah, basketball. Okay. Hey, you basketball as well. Um, but I didn't even know about camps until the summer going into my senior year. Mm. I didn't know that you know these college camps and stuff that you sign up for and all right. that stuff. I had no idea about any of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I found out about it by, I got a letter after my junior year, I have a really good junior year. I got a letter from, um, it's this camp, it's called the Midwest Elite. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and I got a letter from them. They wanted me to come there and I go there. And when I get there, they have this guy, he was from Rivals. Um, he's talking to my mom, telling her about like, why haven't we heard of him? Um, why does he have, why doesn't he have a highlight tape? X, Y, and Z. And he went on to tell my mom about all these camps. And from there, um, like I said, my mom was diehard about supporting me and everything I wanted to do. So she hit the road. So like I said, I was playing AU basketball. 
um, football practice and hitting the road to camps all in the same yeah. summer. So we was tired and we was moving, but the grind we got it done. Yep, that was dope. What was um what was one camp I guess that stood out to you or that that you were the standout? You felt like you had a good performance. Uh Northern Illinois. Okay. Northern Illinois competition there. Great competition there. Um it was a build off of this so Northern Illinois, I'm not sure if you if your high school win, but they have this camp that they host where it's the seven on seven tournament. Okay, yeah, yeah, we got something similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They invite a bunch of different high schools, you bring your your teams and you play seven on sevens. And um, we lost in the championship, mm. um, but we beat a ton of teams. We beat the number one team there, was Proviso East. We beat them. Um, and then we lost in the championship. <laughs> I can't tell you how we lost because it's embarrassing. <laughs> wait, wait, I'll, I'll tell you, but you got to hit a little worm. worm. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I got you. I got you. <laughs> we lost in the championship to a team running the wishbone. <laughs> Damn! What? <laughs> Bro, they running play action in seven on seven, and we our linebackers are coming up on a play action. Bro. Oh, awesome, oh man! <laughs> seven on seven in the championship, and it broke my heart. But dang, that was the catapult into that camp. Yeah. That was that weekend. The next weekend was their player camp. Um, they call it Friday Night Lights. I went there. Um, I did well. Um, they pulled me from the camp early. And, um, you know, we just talking up in a box, uh, mom, coaches and stuff. And they um, they want to offer and things like that. So, you know, I kind of commit to them early, verbally. Um, and I talked to them more about my boy because at this time, me and my best friend, like I wanted him to get Which, as much you know. exposure as I got because mm-hmm. I believed he was bigger than me. Um, and what position he playing? He played receiver and uh, okay. safety. Okay. But, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, he was he was bigger. He was a stronger guy and everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just wanted whatever exposure I got, I wanted him to get as well. So we both kind of verbally commit to Northern Illinois and then coaching staff changed. Um, know how that sports bowl, they all take off. Um, and, you know, I just I just kind of got left high and dry, and the rest was history. You know, where like I'm, yeah, right, yeah. So like, what did that do to you? Like, did that were you like like man, you sad or whatever? Or you just like you know, it is what it is. I got to get ready for a season. I was I was kind of sad, but I didn't dwell on it because I like I said I didn't dwell on it because I had the senior season to play. Right, so like. You still if got, I got some this little bit, yeah. If I'm like, mm-hmm. if I got this little bit off, this little bit of time I put in, you know, maybe the season will right up it. So I just continue to focus on my senior year and have a good senior year and winning games for my my city, my school, my teammates. Um, and I just figured I know somebody would come get me. I didn't care where it was. Right. So so how so how was that? How was your senior year? Like, how did you guys finish? Did you feel like you know you did you left everything out on the field or what was? Yeah, like I said, how was the senior season? And then what was that um what was that that one game that you know was like that that transformed it for you? Uh, senior season went well, man. We won a lot more games. Um won the most games in school history that year. Oh. And then the next year, they actually won more than we won, but Okay. Um, 
went went third round of the playoffs, then we lost. The game before that was probably our defining game that year. Mm. Uh, we down uh, seven points at halftime. Our head coach, new head coach, um, comes in the locker room cussing us out, telling us we suck. Oh, man. Telling us how, how terrible of a week of practice we had. And, you know, we kind of get into it a little bit, you know, because I was a big motivator. Mm-hmm. So we kind of we kind of bump heads a little bit at halftime, um, but it was the spark that we needed because we came out and we dominated the we dominated that second half. We won that game to send us to the next round. Uh, we ended up going home early there, but mm-hmm. that game kind of brought us together. Right, that was dope. So and um, you didn't really, I guess, feel no kind of way being that you were the motivator and you were the leader on that team for you to be butting heads with your coach. Like, was that the first time that ever happened? First time it happened to that. Uh, to that extent, yeah. To that extent, yeah. Um, we had bumped heads minor, like mm-hmm. real, real minor um, that season. But to that extent, it was it was the first time. Right, um, right. But I did kind of feel not in the moment, mm-hmm. later on, later, later. Because even after the game, I still felt how I felt during the game. Right, right. I matured is when I my mindset changed, and that wasn't how you should handle that as a player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, heat in the moment. It's all good. Heat in the moment. Like you said, that competitive spirit probably came out of you when you were a motivator. Some guys don't get motivated by that coming in and just straight, just downplaying them or being right. not disrespectful, but just being negative, you know, all out the gate. And um, But like I said, it's work for some, work for may not work for others, but um, knowing that you you know like you don't have a scholarship yet or schools still looking at you, but you're not sure, are you like upset that your senior year is coming to an end and you have not gotten that scholarship yet, or you still remaining hopeful and um, just holding on to like I said that one school that wants you? Um, I'm not gonna say I was ever upset. Um, shed some tears after that last game. Um, not necessarily because I didn't have a scholarship offer, but just because the season was over. Um, right. Last high school game, and you know, then you don't really take into effect that this really is it. You don't mm-hmm. get to try again on high school ball. That's it. Um, but I remained hopeful mainly because I had the basketball season coming up after that, and um, like I said, the senior year, and I was a junior. We went to state and we lost. But I got this senior year to let's. Like I say, same expectation. We're going to go right. back to state and win, and which we did. But it was like I got the basketball season to catapult me somewhere. You know, mm-hmm. I had some I had some basketball interest uh, from schools and stuff like that. So I'm like, I'll use that. You right. know, I tell the, the the coaches like, look, I'm a football player first, and see what they say. Mm-hmm. And, and it kind of worked for me. Yep, yep, that it did, and that led you to Tiffin. Um, that definitely led you to Tiff University. Um, so how did that come about? Like you said, with you saying that, hey, you a football first guy, was there ever any hesitation from, from Tiffin of like, well, we kind of need you to pick and choose? Or they was uh, They were extremely welcoming. Um, basketball coach at the time, Jerry Busilla and uh, Sully, who I was actually talking to today, Coach Jerry. Okay. Shout out Sully. Julian. He um, – they were open for it, you know what I mean? When they called offering a scholarship, you know, I let them know. I had my AD let them know. Rest in peace. He's going with it from us now. But, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, 
I had them let them know, you know, I'm a football player first. And the moment I told them that, they was like, that's fine. Like, we'll reach out to the football program because we want them to play basketball. So we'll reach out to the football program and see what they say. Right. That's what they did. They reached out to Coach Gary Goff. Um, a day later, Coach Goff called. And two days later, they had a dual scholarship <laughs> yep. package that they worked together for me. And uh, blessing, and it was the time of my life where I met some incredible hey, people. Hey, hey. So um, was it other schools interested in you for both basketball and football? Um, for basketball and football? Off the top of my head, I can't think of any that was – that when I told them that, they was like, all right, right we're going to reach out to the football program. Yeah. Just, um, some schools, you know, constantly trying to harp on, you know, we can get you to pro play pro overseas or something. Right. And basketball, you know, help us – with this program in basketball, you know, you got the talent to go play overseas or something yeah. like that. Nobody was really um, pressing the envelope to cater to me telling them I want to be a football right. player. Do both, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you winded up at Tiffin. Now, what are you thinking at this time? Like, have you ever heard of Tiffin? Have you ever <laughs> no, <laughs> ever been to Ohio? Like, et cetera, you probably just drove through? I can't even think of ever going to Ohio. Mm. before I went to Tiffin. Never heard of Tiffin. Um, had no clue where it was, what it looked like. My first time ever going there was for camp. To mm. work. Um, right. <laughs> everything was brand new to me. Um, I actually, Coach Golf could tell the story. Mm -hmm. I tried to decommit. From Tiffin. I, I wanted I want to say I I might have heard that, but I don't I don't know. But because being that you ended up there, I was just like, oh, whatever. It's probably just whatever. But I tried to decommit from Tiffin um, <laughs> because I got an offer from Austin P after I mm -hmm. signed to Tiffin, and Austin P was a D one. They were in the OVC, but they played some Power Five schools. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking to myself, like, cool, I can go there, and they were. They were kind of heavy on me at the time. They were purple. Oh, purple. Or red. Red. That's purple. And I'm like, cool. Like, I'll get to go play D1 ball. That's my dream. You know, playing on TV all the time. I'm like, that's my dream. I'll do that over going to TIFF. Mm -hmm. And because I signed a national level intent for basketball, um, it binded me to Tiffin. And then, you know, after some prayer, talking to my mom, things like that, I'm like, mm -hmm. I can't switch up on who I am. Like, I committed to this university, um, so I need to stay and stick it out. Maybe if I didn't like it the first year, then maybe yeah, take off or something. But that first year, even though we didn't win a lot of games, man. Right. <laughs> we had some incredible relationships and yeah. some best friends. We definitely didn't, man. But like I said, we were definitely the foundation for – you know, where you took it, where Charles took it and where where they taking it now, man. So um, it was it was a, it was a struggle for sure. But like you said, you probably built some relationships out of it that first year. So being that the first year was kind of rough for you, just sum it up, like expand on it a little bit. Like what what was it that that did it for you? Was it being away from home? Was it Tiffin being so small? We not winning like or a combination of all? Um. I think I pay less attention to it being small because uh, I'm not a big party guy or anything like that. So I was cool with, you know, hanging out in the dorm or 
at the house with teammates and stuff like that. That was cool to me. So I wasn't really focused too much on uh, having a lot of other things to do. Right. Winning part did hurt. Um, but I think I was able to overcome it and buy into the, the, the culture of turning something around because of the relationships um, that I built that first year. Uh, I was like, cool, like, I'm, I'm okay with turning a program around with these guys. You know what I mean? I'd rather not dip out and go start over scratch somewhere else. I'm cool with turning it around here with the guys that I came here to play with my first year. Dope. And then I think that first year you got in, what, the Grand Valley game, right? Yep. And I think that was mid-season, probably late season, something like that. Game three, uh, I, I had that. Had that punt in the first game where they, you know the lightning storm package. <laughs> yeah. Punt. Yep. The second game I ran um all the third downs, all third downs. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. It's coming back to me now because the starter was yep. my boy Joey. Uh, my boy Joey, which um he coach golf bringing him in. Um, like I said, that's the one of the first things I like to do, man. I I got to get with the QB, man, and we got to get some work in. So man, he was getting some work in and. He was picking it up. It was just, I don't know, he was just slow with some of the things that he was doing mechanic-wise. And I think he got hurt the GV game where I think Cody, he just wanted to make a switch and um, spice things up. But um, I tell people this all the time, man. Outside of my high school quarterback, Jason Fricasa, shout out my boy Jason, who we played at Walsh, actually, uh, my senior year. Um, you it, man. Like I said, you and, you and him are – Bar none, hands down, probably one of the best two quarterbacks um, that I've ever caught a pass from that I ever played with. So it was a blessing, man, to be able to have be playing with you and being in there with a young buck, man. How did you feel you adjusted to it, just getting thrown into the fire? Um, you know, your first year in college. Uh, I think it was it was something that I needed um, in terms of being able to adjust from. Okay, everybody I'm playing with is from my community. We probably grew up the same way. Mm-hmm. We all going through similar struggles to the college environment where you're dealing with a ton of different, adverse um, upbringings, personalities, everything. But it was something that I needed to experience that first year um, that put me where I needed to be for years to come. You know, people like like you, you know what I mean? We lived together after freshman year. Nope. Going every day getting to the point where we throwing glance routes with our eyes closed and your mindset, your, you know, you know, you had the T.O. mindset. <laughs> that that yep, T.O. Yep. mindset was, was able to, even though um, some, some things, you know, I might, you know, as we talked before, some things right. I can agree upon um, the mindset of excellence, every rep, was something that I needed to be around. You know what I mean? I needed to be around, okay, if you're going to run this route, I got to put it where it needs to be. Because, uh, shit, he might try to come back and cuss me out because mm-hmm. he just ran this go route and he beat him and it's overthrown by 30 yards. But that was something that I needed to experience to put me in the right mindset of consistency. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not good enough to just go out here and throw one good ball. Right. It could be the best throw of the day, but it has absolutely no value if every other throw sucks. Mm-hmm. 
So that just kind of helped me with, with understanding consistency and, and, and pretty much it took off from there. Yeah, man. And I, I don't think, like I said, I've even, I don't think Jason was, he wasn't like this, but you know, you was probably one of that quarterback that I wanted to, like, I didn't want to make it bad. Like I wanted to make me look good and also make you look good. I didn't want to let you down. So like you said, just to reference that the fade routes, like we done did probably a couple fades where I'm like, man, look, we got to get it right. You throw that thing out there and look, I'm going to go get it. And then I'll go get it. Now I'm pissed because my man's threw a perfect ball. I'm supposed to belly him out and get there. And it's kind of the same with the glance route. Like if I'm sticking it at five and I'm not running out of my break because I know that ball going to be right there. That's just as much as on, on me as, as it is you, man. So I definitely made it to point, made it a point. My, um, what junior year, I think, yeah, that was your yeah freshman year. So yeah, my junior year, my senior year, um, definitely knowing that those were my last two years, man, I definitely made it a point to, you know, for our relationship and our connection on that field to be super tight, man. That's why like my senior year spring ball, we was up. Our spring ball was 5 a.m. We was, hey, I'm trying to get in there at four. And Keith would be mad. Like, man, like, I'm not, bro, because I ain't have my car back there. So Keith, like, man, look, I'm sleeping, bro. Like, you're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> but we wanted – I had to get it in, man. I, I had to. And like I said, I wanted to, you know, at least do something because I was never really the rah-rah talk guy. I kind of wanted to lead by example and lead by my action. So me doing that, getting up at four, I'm thinking, well, when I leave, hopefully, you know, you can continue that. The T-Sheds, the Charles can continue that to be like, yo, we got to get it in no matter what early we come, we staying late, extra film, all of that. So, uh, like I said, man, I definitely made it a point once we knew that we was going to get you. And once we knew that you, you was going to be a part of the offense, I wanted to be like, man, well, I found my quarterback. We got somebody to turn it around. It made me be on my A game as well, man. So I appreciate you for that. And thankfully and glad that you was able to stay and not decommit because who knows what would have happened if, if that would have happened, man, because that was what our two and – is that two and seven? Two and nine. Yeah, two, and nine. two and nine. Two Crazy. and nine. Crazy, man. But um, talk about real quick. Like you said, you you mentioned relationships a lot. Just um, touch briefly. Um, uh, like I said, on the relationships that you form. Like I said, I can probably guess and name them off right now. But um, just just shout out the boys, man. Shout out the squad. Shout out to the squad. Y'all know. Shout out to the fee. <laughs> <laughs> You know what it is, them feed boys. Yeah, man. That welcomed me to Tiffin, to college, mm-hmm. to adulthood, all of that, man. It has so many different personalities in there. In there, right. and they came, but when it came together, it was like the perfect group. Mm-hmm. Like you had everything you could imagine in that in that group, and you had the goofball and Theron Carter. Mm-hmm. Had never stopped playing. <laughs> you had the never you had the wild card, wild boy, and Cobb. Wild boy. <laughs> uh, Ty was the little brother. Everybody little brother because he was he. Everybody little brother mainly because not because he's short, but because he just talk a lot. Like he talks so much trash. He was everybody little brother. Then you had the OG. I feel like Edder played that role. I feel hey, like Edder. Yeah, Edder, yeah, I feel like Edder played the OG for sure. Um, B was the muscle. <laughs> uh, boy, B, yeah. He ran, he ran to go no matter what. B was the muscle. Um, who, who am I? Well, King was the fly boy. Needham was the, 
<laughs> Young Needham was the fly boy. Uh, who was it, Mitch? Who was Mitch? Was look cool, cool, big, laid back. Yeah, super cool, laid back. Then you got Luch. La Luchi. South, Dirty South. <laughs> La Luchi. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. All that. So yeah, man. Like I said, just name it out. Shout out to the boys, man. Shout out to the boys, man. Like I said, that's that's um definitely a, a dope pot, and it translated to the field, man. Like I said, even though we didn't win as much as we wanted to, we had fun. We pushed the envelope. We made each other better, and like you said, we was part of that turnaround to where Tiffin is where they are now. Um, so transitioning into once we all left. Um, it pretty much became your team. So how how are you feeling, you know, knowing that, you know, all right, I built something with the seniors that left, and now it's up to me to, you know, take it by the horns and just go go all the way with it. So talk to me about, you know, them last few years at Tiffin. For sure. Uh, I think one of the biggest changes that helped me and benefited me well was Coach Gall stepping away from uh, having so many hats Calling the play, yep. And trying to just wear his head coach hat um, and letting Coach Noogie do his thing with the offense. Coach Noogie. Quarterbacks. Um, Noogie was a dog when it came to working hard, was a dog when it came to motivating. uh, And and it did me well. It served me a lot of justice to be able to um, buy into our new culture and then have him lead me so I can lead the guys. Um, understanding, you know, this extra film and then seeing the results of the extra film. Um, the 4 a.m., getting up at 4 a.m. and then seeing the results of that. Okay, Charles, we got some time together. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, you saw what we did there, but right. we got more time together. If we, if, you know, look at where we can, we can take not only us, but where we can take this program, you know what I mean? Like. Let's let's build off of it. What good is two wins? Yeah, we having fun, but it's a lot more fun if you win. Right. The burns don't burn as much, and the injuries don't last as long coming after victory. So, uh, with coach with coach Noogie leading leading me, coach Golf leading Noogie and me, and then having me lead the, the, the offense and the team, um, and then having other guys that are, that were leaders like. The Pacos, the yep. Pacos, you know, mm-hmm. him, his his leadership capabilities and that and that wide receiver role leader yep. was incredible. Being able to hold guys accountable to the ultimate standard, but also be a be a big brother to, to all of them. You know, what I'm saying anything you needed, Paco was gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime you call slipping for some reason, Paco was gonna see it or know about it. And address you about it. You know what I mean? That was the biggest thing was he had no fear in addressing anybody on their wrongs. And you had to respect it because he was the guy who was always on time. Right. Never missed nothing. Always worked hard. Never skip a rep. So you got to respect it. Right. And that was, that was something I adapted from him as well. Like, if we got to stand up on this balance bar for a minute, don't do 59 seconds. <laughs> right. One minute. One whole minute. That's dope, man. And Santoro echoed that as well. When I had him on um, earlier, um, I think episode four, you know, he was like that year, you know, you guys were just real close knit. You guys were tight. And like you said, everybody held each other accountable. And Paco did that as well. Me and him, you know, we had our run ins, we had our bumps and things like that. But like I said, I respected him as a leader. I respected him again for holding each other accountable because it was times where, you know, he called me out on some things and, 
things that I learned from him. Like I said, he probably one of the most shorthanded receivers that I done played with. Like you third and third and five, like, even I want the ball. I know we got Paco. So I mean, like it's cool. I'm good for the bombs and the home runs. <laughs> but like third and five, I can get it. But I know for a fact, like I said, my he's shorthanded, man. He gonna come up with that ball. Somehow it's sticking. Right, man. So what was one uh one game that um your senior year that was like either good or bad? Like what game that you point to that, you know, really showed you, you know, some character or like something that, you know, you had to build on to cause you looking at pro now, like you're getting ready to about to be pro. So what was one one game that um that you can point to? Uh there's a few that popped in my head, but I'm gonna go with um Ashland. Played Ashland senior year. They number four in the country. Yeah, they was good. We got the big Adam Shaheen, 6'7", 270 tight end. Mm. Getting drafted in the second round. Um, and they 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 dominating the, the whole conference. You know, the Grand Valleys, um, they they beating everybody. Yep. They coming into our house. Um, we on the street. We on the win street. Our confidence is high. Uh, we got guys, you know, believing – and what we built, believing in themselves, believing in their teammates, believing in our coaches. And this is our true test now. I'm saying we played Wayne State. The week it was before. a night game, wasn't it? Uh, no, I think it was, a, I think it was like, like one. But the, the game before that was a night game. Okay, one of y'all definitely played a night game. The game before that was a night game, that it was a good opponent. And um, we came out on top of that one uh, against Wayne State. Um, they were ranked like 23 in the country at that yeah, time. Yeah, they was ranked. And then we got Ashland the next week. So coming off of that win, you know, like I said, our confidence and everything is high, but this is our true test. You know what I mean? This is a, the number four team in the country, number one in a super region. So we got to lock in. And, and we dialed in, and, and we had an incredible game from top to bottom, offense, defense, special teams, coaching. Everything was was spot on, um, and the way we performed that game. I mean, I had a good game, but I was just ecstatic in the way our team performed. Right. Thomas Law touched back everything, didn't miss an extra point. Receiver <laughs> catching everything. Jerry Brown running people over. Our coaches. I was excited for our coaches because this week coming in. I'm like, can we do something else? I'm watching the Cowboys play after our game before that Sunday. I'm watching the Cowboys play. They put Des Bryant everywhere to get him the ball. He wasn't just at X or at Z. And I'm like, coach, we can't keep just leaving Charles right here. Right. Let's move him around. And Noogie wasn't arrogant enough to blow me off. Right. Be like – I see you. Let's see what we got. So we start putting them in the slot, matching them up on linebackers, and we throwing post touchdowns down the middle with mm. Charles in the slot. And it was, it was like, like I said, everything from top amazing. to bottom. It was amazing. <laughs> Y'all was eating. Top to bottom that week was was incredible. Defense was beautiful thing. Up. Yeah, it was a beautiful thing to see, man. It was a beautiful thing to see. Then to see to see us, you know, I, we we get down on the two. Run RPO, I die for the pylon. That gives us the lead. We only up six, though. We need to stop. Right. The defense go pick? Interception? Come on, man. 
Right, man. You couldn't have written any better, man. Like I said, everybody hitting on all cylinders. It was it was made to happen that way. It was made to happen that way, man. That was dope. That was dope, man. What was um, I guess what was the feeling after that game? You know, like it, you pull some guys to the side, y'all having a conversation, or it was just like, yo, like we just did that. So we we feeling good. Um, we get back to the apartment. Uh, me, Charles lived in my apartment. The twins, Jamar and Jalen Randolph, um, our two stud D linemen. Get out to the twins. Twins, they um, lived there, and DJ, Edward Stewart. Okay. Yep, he was. Yeah, he had an extra, yep, he was. So, See, the squad was lit, man. <laughs> we, get back, we get back to the apartment, and, you know, guys come to our apartment, and we just talking about it. I'm like, man, we got to realize what we just did and take into account that this was the number four team in the country, and we knocked them off. Man, if we don't take this thing to the playoffs, our our momentum after that game was like nobody should be allowed on the field with us, and we yeah. got to show them that they can't be on the field with us from the kickoff. Right. That was dope, man. And um, the season, you know, after that, I mean, or the, the season after that game pretended to progress, um, what was it, you know, what was it like? Because, like I said, it's coming for an end for you. Like, you having it in the back of your mind already? Or, like you said, you just going to worry about it when it's over with and just end the season off right? So, I focused on the season. I focused on the now. Um, early on in camp, um, I would say I was focused on the next level. But can't get to the next level. You don't take care of what's in front of you. Right. I, I had a bad – training camp practice one day and coach Noogie was like, I see it all over. It was actually, I don't I wouldn't say it was bad, but it was up and down. It wasn't consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Broncos was there that day. And mm-hmm. Coach was like, he was like, you seemed to law off. He was like, let me tell you something where I struggled that I'm going to tell you, if you can break it, you can make it. Focus on the now. The next level NFL it's going to be there. It's not moving, I promise. But if you don't take care of business now, they will not come back. And from there, I'm like, forget it. I don't care about the NFL. Let me focus on now. And my main task is winning games. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. I got more exposure. Our team got more exposure. Our university got more exposure. Yep. I mean, look at our coaches are all off to better positions and mm-hmm. – Better things. Schools, yeah, yeah. Everything was everything was was great coming after that because we all focused right then and there. So on the it, was, it was nice on focusing on the now and taking care of what was in front of us and not thinking too far ahead. Dope, man. So, um, like you said, now that you you got that out the way, you focused on that, and you know now it's time to get to the money, man. Where did you do your training at? Uh, San Diego. Yep, yeah, yeah, I was about to tell you, she was with Whitfield. So how did that, how did, what did, what did that mentorship, how did that relationship, you know, help you and continue to build once you got out there with him? Beautiful, man. Still, um, we still communicate often, and um, we still train. Um, unfortunately, not this year with all right. stuff going on, but I'm definitely getting back out there. The relationships I've built, um, the knowledge I was able to soak up from not only him, but the people that he put me around was incredible, you know what I mean? Uh, the relationships he has, mm-hmm. he's not a stingy person. Um, he didn't believe in 
honing and, and sheltering his camp. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at our speed trainer, Les Spellman, who was um, actually uh, out in uh, Olympic Training Center, the sprinter coach. Um, he blossomed, blossomed. Now he's with, he's got his own Spellman Performance Academy. Um, he, he was at the Mamba, the Mamba Academy, the Mamba facility. You know, that just opened and he was the first guy there. First guy that they pulled in under their umbrella. Um, so I, I appreciated all the people George put me around, the competition he put me around, the caliber of guys that he was able to put me around to show me, hey, you went to Tiffin, but you went to, as he called it, the mighty Tiffin. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, there's no difference on you. That's why we come out here and, and, and we in the same drills. And we run the same thing. We going to take score. We had a point system. And I took it a point. I made it a point in my mind that if I was competing against somebody, I wasn't about to lose. Yep. And that was incredible. You know what I mean? And I, I always respected him for that. Uh, I love him for that. And, and that's my that's my dog to the end. That's what's up, man. And um, I, I can imagine being out there definitely helped um, you know, prepare you on how to take care of your body as well. Cause I know with my trainer, he definitely taught me a lot about, you know, just different stretches to do and when to do the stretch and when to eat and how to eat. So, um, what did you take from that? Because like I said, I can, or probably assume, um, that up until that point, you know, you wasn't as mindful as you should have been, you know, with training and taking care of your body. So what all, you know, did you learn out there and what all did he teach you that, you know, you still use now? Biggest things, too, um, two of the biggest things I've taken from them is uh, flexibility, understanding that you have to stretch, flexibility. What I'm telling my kids now, man, high school, man, like they be laughing it off like, all right. Flexibility <laughs> is key. I've never uh, ran as fast and felt as good as I did in three months of training. Uh, flexibility and, and diet. Um, whether you want to lose weight, whether you want to gain weight, whether you want to trim body fat, all of that, most of it is diet. You can't just eat garbage, go do a thousand abs every day and think you're going to get a six pack. Right. Diet. Most of it is diet. And then that stretching, it was key, especially when um, I got with a chiropractor and learned how my body is all off. Mm -hmm. Uh, Getting adjusted every weekend. Mm. I, I do that one time, man. I was at an all-star game um, after my senior year at Tiffin down in Texas. It was a for all divisions. And it kind of go back to what you were saying about what George told you, you know, like even though you went to, to the mighty Tiffin, you know, you still can be out here performing with some of these guys. I was going against Baylor DBs, Alabama DBs, and all of these guys, but holding my own. But just um, they had the whole nine for us, man. Chiropractor, massage, all that. But I didn't like how it made me feel, man, for real. Like getting adjusted and cracked. Uh, I didn't, I ain't like it. I ain't like it. I loved it. <laughs> From day one, man, I love getting adjusted. Uh, that feeling that I had when I walked out of there um, every week, the massages, mm-hmm. everything. That that umbrella George put us under with, the, with those people, less too, because less, less was big and, um, he provided our chiropractor and our massage therapist. Okay. Um, it was big. And I, I took all that knowledge with me to this day. Dope, dope. So um did you you went to an all-star game, right? The senior bowl, yeah. 
Yeah, the re- yeah, the Reese's Senior Bowl. How was that? Personally, um, I don't care if you you might talk to some other guys that, that hate it. It's all good. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Um, every interview I was in, every early morning, late night, hard practice, into 30 more meetings, into not eating because you can't, because you don't have time. I loved every second of it. Into being sleepy after day two. <laughs> extremely, I loved every single second of it. Oh. Um, wish I could have got some more some more tick. Yeah, um, in the game, yeah. Yeah, wish I could have got some more tick or just didn't press the envelope as early. But like right. I said, I loved every minute of it. Um, and And... To me, yeah. it was the experience of a lifetime. Just to have that opportunity, man. That was dope. What was the the quarterbacks that were there that were there with you? Oh, my team. It was me, Josh Dobbs, and Davis Webb. <clears throat> okay, nice little lineup, and that obviously set you up to um, you know, get with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, so once you got that call, where first, where were you at? You know, when you got the call, and um, you know, how did you feel finally getting that call? I was at um, my god brother's house. I'm in my godparents' house for my godbrother's prom send-off. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Big celebration. Yeah. So um, he was getting sent off to prom, and they were about to leave. Maybe five minutes before they, they all took off, um, I got my call, and it was just a big relief to know that somebody believed in me, somebody was giving me a chance. I had a, a few other teams, but um, it was a blessing to be able to have an opportunity to pick. Mm-hmm. Where I wanted to go and hear from each side and think, okay, which one is my best opportunity? I think so. Um, I went with Arizona. It felt great. Loved it there. Um, with Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich, they over in Tampa now with mm-hmm. Tom Brady and Gronk. So I'm excited to see mm-hmm. what they're gonna do. But right. uh, I loved it. He seemed like a good coach, man. He was cool. Cool personality. Uh, Bruce Arians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super, super cool. First thing you say in the first meeting is, I don't give a damn where you came from. You're all in here right now. And we ain't the Arizona Cardinals yet, but we will be. Mm. That, that that struck a chord with me. Right. Um, that, and he pulled, he pulled me aside um, when we pulled up um, before the first practice. Um, and it was just dope to, to be able to communicate with him, understand his mindset as a pro coach. Um, I know a lot of coaches are not like that, but – right. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can say my my short little stint with the Lions um, and their mini camp. Getting that call was definitely a blessing. It was some. I think the Dolphins had called me too, but um, I knew that I was gonna, you know, just had that little tryout, whatever, with the Lions. But still, man, just to walk in that locker room, see that we met Calvin, um, Calvin Johnson, um, Matt Stafford was there as well. Got a chance to catch a pass from Matt Stafford. Not a lot of people be able to say that, but it was dope, man. And he was definitely slinging that thing, but. Um, it was, like I said, it was a beautiful thing to see, man. Um, I was definitely rooting for you and was, um, was, was hype, man, and, and happy that you was able to get that experience, man. And ultimately that led you to, to Canada. Um, and you started out with Montreal, right? Now you with, now you with Edmonton. How you liking it up there in, uh, Canada? I can imagine it's a culture shock. Yeah, it's, 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 I love it. Honestly, it's pretty dope. Um, the game is, the game is fun. Um, it's competitive, um, and you can't take it for granted for sure. You think mm-hmm. that this ain't like um, some some bitty Pop Warner or watered-down NFL. Right. The majority of the players on the field were in the NFL. 
Yeah, <laughs> I was getting ready to say that, right? That's that's just the fact. Yeah, yeah, whether it's one year, a couple months, whatever, like yeah, it's it's an NFL pool. Majority of the players on the field are are just coming from the NFL, and I'm not talking about you know you got some guys you know um, a couple years a year, but a lot of guys you know four, five, six years in the NFL. Yeah, they just bounced around. Right. And then they in the CFL, so you you're not playing against some knockoffs. Mm-hmm. And and the faster you can realize that, the faster you can appreciate the game, the better off you'll be. Right. And at the end of the day, man, it's football. Like you still have the opportunity to play the love, to play the game that you love, and and that's dope, man. But um, we gonna go ahead and close it out, man. I got this segment here. And now nine questions with Jet Nine. We got nine everyday questions. All right, with Jet Nine. You stuck on the island and you got five artists to listen to. Who are you listening to? It's not just rap. It's not just it's yo whoever dead alive. You got five. Five artists. Yep. I'm listening to Luther Vandross. Ooh. Luther. Luther. I'm listening to. <sighs> Lil Wayne. Got Lil Wayne. I got Cole. Yes, sir. Gotta have him. Uh, it's a more. It's a. It's a. I'm thinking of a singer right now. I don't know why it slipped my mind. <laughs> it's all good. Where we at? We at Luther, Wayne, and Cole. Forget it. I'm. I'm, I'm putting Lil Baby on there. I'm gonna put a little baby on there. I'm listening. All good. To okay. And and we top it off. And I'm spinning some. Man, it's so. It's this old school that's in my head, but it's too many artists. <laughs> I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just say I'm listening to pop, man. I'm listening to pop. <laughs> Okay, I like that list. Like I said, man, it's 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 with your preference, man. If you need one coming off the bench, I'll give you one coming off the bench. Coming off the bench? Yeah, or you rocking with that five? I'm rocking with that five, but uh, if you need a six man, I give you a six man. I got a, I got a, I got a six, I got a six man. I'm putting Eric Benet on there just in case. <laughs> R&B guy, I like that. You can tell from the first answer and then the last answer. That was dope. Uh, favorite movie. Favorite movie, love, not love, no cost. Low down, dirty shame. Hey, okay, yeah, I like that. I like that. That's definitely a classic. What you know about low down, dirty shame? <laughs> got my, got one of my biggest whoopings off that curse. Yep. <laughs> Shout out, moms. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, favorite TV show. Uh, growing up, I Jamie Foxx show. Okay, one of the most talented dudes, man, in this world. Real. Favorite cereal? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Man, I just smashed a box of them last week. For real, two, three, four bowls. I couldn't put them down. They stop. Yeah, I couldn't put them down. That or Fruity Pebbles. Like, I'm them the only two cereals that I'm eating a lot of. I stopped. I, I laid off the Fruity Pebbles, but Fruity Pebbles as a kid was it. Yeah, oh yeah, facts, facts. Uh, flats or drums? Personally, I have no preference. Ooh, but if I had, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I don't care if they flash or drums. But if I had to choose, I'd probably take. 
right now, I'd probably take the flats. Got a little more meat. Right, yeah, that's what I said. I go back and forth sometimes. I go back and forth. I'm kind of like you, no preference, but can't go wrong with either one. Most recent book you read or the best advice you received lately? Most recent book was uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Ooh, never put that one. I'm putting all these. When somebody give me a book, I'm putting them all down. That was what? Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm. Sounds like a good read. It's a, it's a, they got a couple of them. It's like a branch. So another seven habits of highly effective families. And okay, okay. Dope, dope. Uh, favorite thing to cook? Chicken. Chicken? You baking it? You frying it? Every, every, Don't matter? Air frying that thing. <laughs> air fryer <laughs> clutch, boy. Tearing <laughs> that thing. Grilling that thing. I see you. Get down with some chicken, huh? Okay. Um, two more questions. If you can have four people at a dinner to have a conversation with, who are your four people? Outside of my family? I it can we didn't got a bunch of family on here, so it's you know, to your liking. It's kinda like the first question, you know, it's okay. Put, yep, kind of your preference, no matter. Four people, I'm taking um Martin Luther King. Okay. I'm taking uh, Michael Jordan. I'm sitting down with. I need I need this person there. Um, my my nana. Mm, like that. She has to be there. And um, my last one. It it, it might be. Um, it might be a momentary thing. It might just be because of the moment. But the fourth person that I'm going to sit down with is, um, what's his name? Uh, Wallow267. Oh, yeah, yeah. With uh, Gilly. Gillian, uh, yeah, Wallow, yeah. Okay. Actually, actually uh, we was talking in the DMs today. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, but I would sit down with him. I just like it. I like his story. You know what I mean? I like his yeah, story. He's, yeah, he, I, I heard a little bit of him um, when uh wife and I, we was in New Orleans for our honeymoon and they podcast just popped up on YouTube and he definitely sounded like, you know, he got a lot to say and some, some interesting insight. Yeah. I like that list though. We got MLK, Michael Jordan, got his nine and Wallow. Okay. Last question. What's one thing you want people to know about you? One thing, just just one. One thing you want people to know about you. I'm a big believer. I believe in a man above, man. I am nothing without the man above. And if you ever think I'm slipping, I probably am. So let me wake up and get back on the track. Mm-hmm. I like that, man. I like it. I like it, ladies and gentlemen. It's just physics. My man, Pip. Standing in the field, and he still ain't in the field. Your <laughs> podcast, my man Pip. I appreciate you, my brother. Where can they find you at, man? Give them the follows, give them the socials. IG, actually, everything is T underscore Pip2. That's P I P2. Little Pippa Lee. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My brother, man, once again, dog, I appreciate you, man. Uh, keep it going, dog. I said, I'm praying for you. 
I uh, hope you have a long lasting, healthy career, man, up there in Canada, man. Hopefully be able to uh, check it back down here to the NFL, man. But keep doing you, man. And uh, congrats again, man. When's the wedding? Uh, March 19th, 21. Ooh, March 19th. That boy got a whole nother year to go down there. Some months. Crazy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, all right, man. That was a good one, man. Good episode again. Appreciate you, dog. And stay up, man. Yes, sir. Love. Yes, sir. Love, baby.